the Newsy Sportscast. I am your host, as always, Jamie Nugabauer. I'm absolutely thrilled to have a very special guest uh, on the line uh, today. It is from the Vancouver Whitecaps FC of Major League Soccer, uh, Thomas Hassel. Tell me if I'm telling it wrong. I'm sure you've been asked that a million times. And uh, for those that don't know, was uh, a big uh, had a big uh, role to play. I guess the MLS is back tournament and. Uh, kind of a big story, but uh, obviously we got lots to get into. But uh, first of all, Thomas, welcome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, what's the proper name to pronounce your last name? Yeah, um, thank you for having me. But it's it's Thomas Hassal. Hassal. Okay, great to know. Uh, and again, a great, great story, Thomas, is uh, you were born in Cambridge, moved at a very young age to Saskatoon. Um, and so obviously it's really awesome uh, for a Saskatchewan boy. I guess to to have that success, and we were all so so proud of you watching that that tournament. Uh, I'm sure uh, as well. So I guess we'll start with the the easy the easy question. I guess Thomas, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times. MLS soccer and all these extra time and everything. I'm sure, but uh, just for those that don't know, um, you know, how much fun did you have at that uh, that tournament? Uh, you know, brought on in uh, I guess in an emergency situation when Canada's I guess one B starting keeper, Crepo, uh, went down for uh, with an injury against Chicago, and then you started uh, in the playoff game against uh, Kansas City. How much fun did you have there? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Definitely one of the best in my life so far, and something I'll look back on without a doubt. Yeah, so Crepo, you know, gets I guess stepped on or whatever it was, and uh, his thumb. Mm-hmm. Just, I guess, just probably looks gross. I don't know if you saw a picture. I don't know if I want to see a picture or whatever it actually looked like, but it probably looked pretty awful. Or I guess it was by a Seattle player, pardon me. But uh, either way, uh, what were some of the feelings, some of the emotions going through your mind as you were getting warmed up or were you seeing, um, you know, Maxime uh, on the ground? Uh, I guess other than concern for him, obviously. But, um, you know, what were some of the feelings going through you in that moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it all... It all happened so quick, if I'm honest. One minute I was sitting on the bench, the next minute Max was down and they would tell me to quickly warm up, get my gloves on. I think I had about time to jog 10 meters for us putting my jersey on. And if I'm honest, I didn't really have too much time to think. I was on the field in two minutes. Um, so it was all instinct at that point. Um, really, I was... Like any time I'm on the bench, I'm picturing going in just to be ready for it. And in that moment, it's all I could think of. So I didn't really have time to get, I guess, nervous or think about it much. I was just on the field playing my game at the time. Yeah, maybe maybe that's better. Maybe some uh, <coughs> part of me less thinking. <clears throat> uh, maybe maybe it's a little bit better. Uh, you know, in that situation, obviously, you know, you're facing, um, you know, incredible competition. Uh, you know, as the MLS just keeps getting better, and um, you know, totally totally very cool. Fun, funny enough, uh, I read a quote. Uh, in an article that uh, I guess it was uh, your, your manager, Mark DeSantos, was talking about mm-hmm. how he wanted you to kind of stay away from social media and stay away from mm-hmm. all, all that. And then here I am messaging you during the tournament, asking mm-hmm. you to come on. So, and I appreciate it. But uh, how, how difficult uh, is it for you uh, to, you know, to not get overwhelmed or, or anything given, you know, the, the stardom that the situation, I guess it's a perfect storm mm-hmm. to some degree with, coronavirus and it being you know a great tournament and so many people watching especially across north america i'm sure you know people are saying you know john herdman should give you a call and i'm sure you know mm-hmm. john is known known about you for a while anyways it's not like you're 
you know, or just, you're just, you know, want to, want to, it's not like you want a contest or something. You're a, a full, mm-hmm. full professional keeper. Uh, but so how, how important is it uh, for you to, to kind of remember that, um, you know, you, you deserve this, you know, you earned it to get, to get where you were and how difficult is it to kind of stay on the ground as, as, you know, was written about you uh, in terms of how Mark DeSantos wanted you to just kind of enjoy it and not worry about all this extra stuff. Yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, I've been working for this for a long time, so it hasn't come out of nowhere, I guess, just how, how you're saying. Um, so it feels like a, a natural progression, even though I've been given the chance out of nowhere. Um, but on the other hand, with all the social media stuff, to be honest, during the tournament and during the games, I, I stay off of it. Um, it's something I've done throughout my career, every time we have an important game, I kind of get off of all social media a few days leading up before. And it helps me separate the two. Um, at the end of the day, the one is just playing soccer and then all the other stuff is just on the side. Um, and it all goes away anyways if you don't perform. So there's only one focus for me. Um, but it is it is very cool, especially now now that we're back and I'm in Vancouver and I'm, I'm quarantining. So I got a bit more time to just kind of look through messages and see old friends, colleagues, uh, people I went to school with, even teachers, coaches, everyone reaching out. Um, so that part of it is very cool and it helps bring everything together that I've been working hard for. But straight away when we get on the pitch, that's all it's about. Yeah, that's uh, it, it was awesome. As I said, were, uh, a, a bunch of us are, you know, big uh, people trying to get, uh, you know, pro soccer into Saskatchewan and, um, you know, Joe, Joe Billion obviously is the, I guess would be the owner or the person who's kind of driving that. And um, I know all of us were, were messaging and being like, yeah, like Thomas, we're so, we're so fired up uh, mm-hmm. that you're kind of, kind of one of our own, uh, you know, I, I guess talk about, um, you know, what, I guess specifically, you know, what the Whitecaps Saskatchewan Academy, I guess, did for you, but also, uh, you know, the, your time in Saskatchewan, maybe uh, a little bit of that kind of hard-nosed mentality uh, too, where you just love to compete. Maybe that kind of comes too from Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there something that you could say that connects you uh, to kind of that that uh, that mentality? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I've definitely always been someone who's very hardworking. Um, I'm very driven towards my goals, and I think. A lot of people say coming to Saskatchewan, a lot of people don't typically come out of the province. So other people will look down on it at times. But to be honest, it's given me an edge. Um, when I knew I got out and I got into the academy here, I was the at the time the only player to get into the academy from Saskatchewan. So I knew this was a big opportunity for me and I couldn't waste it. Well, meanwhile, other players maybe came to the academy and they took it for granted a bit. But for me, it was everything I'd worked for and I knew hundreds of kids back home who would die for this opportunity so I had to make the most of it yeah very cool and again we have so many topics that, I, that we could get to and um you know it's it's really cool to, to, to hear you talk but uh just last question about the the MLS's back tournament uh you know I guess how did you how did you find it both in terms of um you know personally uh in, in terms of you know, trying to trying to stay focused with regards to, um, you know, the bubble, the, the the kind of different nature of it, I guess. Given, you know, that you uh, obviously it wasn't a normal a normal situation for for anybody with all the testing and, and everything going on that down there, and um, but also with regards to your club, uh, you know, I think they were a real story 
both in the Canadian and American media, uh, paying attention to you guys as, you know, a team that maybe didn't get, um, you know, I'll be honest, like a ton of respect maybe coming into it. Big part probably because of injuries and, you know, illness. And obviously, you know, everybody who's a Canadian national team fan should wish hope for the best for for Tosin Ricketts and, and him, his speedy return to, to the club and that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, just for you personally and for the club, uh, how do you feel like it, uh, it all went? Yeah, it was a trip, not like anything else I've done before. Um, coming into the tournament, of course, we had a lot of guys who wishes or wish that they could be there, but it just, it didn't work out for different reasons, whether it was family or safety. Um, so I guess we got down there. Uh, with about a few people, but we were, it was still our whole team um, that we went down there with. It was the Vancouver Whitecaps. And of course, it was different kind of looking outside of the bubble. We were all a bit skeptical, a bit worried hearing about all the cases. But then once we got down there, the MLS did do a good job. Um, we were all obviously safe and now we're back home and we're safe. And once we got down there, it was all just straight focus on soccer. That's the only thing we were there for. We ate, slept, um, stayed in our hotel rooms all day just to wait so we could train, so we could play. Um, so the entire time we were down there, it was just one thing to focus on. Yeah, and obviously you guys had you know all these things to focus on. Obviously, again, uh, uh, everybody in the who is a fan of MLS and fan of Canadian soccer, obviously their heart goes out to the Brian Meredith and and his family um, yeah. and, and everything with with that. Of course, for those that don't know. Um, Thomas was kind of in the situation in, in some, to some degree because Brian Meredith, the backup keeper to Maxime Cripo, um, uh, I guess had a bereavement, a loss in the family, which is always tough. But uh, just uh, just all sorts of things going on and injuries so crazy with you guys too. And you just kind of um, you know stuck together with only eleven players available uh, in the in that final game in that uh, round of sixteen match against Kansas City and ultimately ended up only losing a penalty shootout to a very, very good uh, team. Uh, I do have to ask you, I promise my brother, I, should, I have an older brother, I promise that I'd, I'd ask you um, if you have a favorite of those uh, uh, slogans or, or whatever they were called, those nicknames you've been getting uh, all over uh, Twitter, like whether it's the Saskatoon Schmeichel or whatever. Do you have a favorite one of those? Or Oh, is that a real thing? I, I honestly, oh, okay. I, heard, I heard the one quickly um, in an interview somewhere else, but I didn't think they were a real thing. Yeah, there's. Uh, well, there you go. You don't. You seem like a person with their head on straight. So I'm not going to suggest you go necessarily to social media. But if you no. did, there's there's all these uh, there's all these different. Uh, you know, especially during that uh, the Kansas City game where you were, uh, you know, just just fantastic, and you know, also against uh, also against Chicago, also mm -hmm. fantastic. Uh, so many, even even American media were were making up, you know, different. Uh, like the Saskatoon Buffon or the Saskatoon Schmeichel. I kind of mm -hmm, like the Saskatoon mm -hmm. Schmeichel because it kind of has a ring mm -hmm. to it. But then other people were like, you know, let's just let him make his own path and don't need a nickname. And I yeah. think that's probably the uh, the truth of it. So there you go. But yeah, uh, yeah. it's cool to, I guess, you know, that people <laughs> people connect you, I guess, to some degree to those those greats. And yeah. you know, with that with that in mind, are there is there a keeper or a couple of keepers maybe that over the years that you have really watched and, and idolized and kind of look up to? Um, yeah, there have been a few. Growing up, I was a big fan of Iker Casillas. Um, I used to watch videos of him all day on my computer whenever I wasn't out playing with my friends or playing soccer. 
And the other one is actually Petr Czech. Um, my family is all from the Czech Republic. Mm. So I had jerseys of him. We would watch all his games. And he was someone huge for, I guess, my parents' heritage and one of the countries I support. Um, so he, he was a massive figure for me. Those two are the biggest ones growing up. Yeah, definitely good choices. And I think Petr Cech is a hockey player now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I saw that a little while ago. Playing Maybe. hockey goalie, I think, either for a team in England or something yeah. something along those lines. But that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, no, we get, got, again, got to move forward. Uh, you know, again, got to make it so clear to everybody. And again, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the commentators, and I guess to some degree, fair enough, we just say, oh, he kind of, you know, he came out of nowhere to to put on this performance and and this and that. I think is a little disrespectful to you, given the work you've done and the fact that you know you're certainly a guy who has uh, an upright future. And, and it seems like um, probably somebody that John Herdman is certainly thinking about for the present and maybe the you know maybe the present, maybe the, definitely the future for the for the national team and that kind of thing. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure you hope so. But uh, you know you've you've had opportunities to represent Canada and. And, you know, was going to be on that team that um, was going to go, I think, down to Mexico to try to qualify for the uh, Olympics. And, and obviously you put on that jersey a, a couple of times so far. Uh, what were some of the, have, have there been some uh, some highlights of you uh, wearing the national team jersey? And, and how has that been, uh, you know, over the last couple of years with the youth teams? Yeah, without a doubt, um, playing for the national team is one of the most special things anyone can do. It was a dream come true. And every time I get to wear the badge, I get called up to the camp. It's something that makes me extremely proud. It makes my family extremely proud. Um, this country's given us so much and it makes me so happy to be able to play for the national team whenever I get a chance. And there have been quite a few good memories with the national team. I actually got called into my first camp, which was a U18 camp about two months after I joined the residency. And we went down to play a couple games against El Salvador, where I got my first start, uh, my first cap for the youth national teams, which was huge for me. And we actually saved a penalty in that game, and I played really well. Mm. Um, so well that a few months later, I got called up with the U20 cycle uh, as a 99 for the 97s, just to kind of be a training keeper at that point, just because I did so well before. And that was massive for me as well. I went to a few camps with them and I, I did very well. I took my opportunities when I got chances playing the games and I ended up actually coming into the qualifiers. I moved from just a training keeper to the starting keeper um, two years underage. So that qualifying tournament was massive for me. That gave me a lot of belief. It showed me that whatever I set my mind to, I could kind of accomplish and it set my goals higher. Um, and it was, that was probably my greatest memory in a Canadian national team jersey. And then, of course, I've been to a few camps other, other than those. I've been with the U23 national team uh, a few years ago in January when we had a camp. And I did my U20 cycle with my 99s as well. So I did another set of qualifiers. And um, now we were set to go down to Mexico for the qualifiers, but everything got pushed back. Yeah, and uh, a very, very impressive group of, of players and just such an exciting time <coughs> part of me to be uh, a fan, I guess, of, of Canadian national teams and uh, so many good players. And there's two guys, I guess I want to ask you about, uh, and then, and then, uh, and then we'll keep moving on. But uh, in camps, I guess you've had the opportunity to play with Liam Miller and uh, I guess, or facing him and in, in training and stuff like that in terms of 
a guy who's uh, you know kind of uh, quite accomplished uh, full-time pro in the Scottish League on loan from Liverpool and mm-hmm. uh, you know what all the things he's learned probably uh, you know what's it uh, been like uh, watching him and, and playing with him because uh, obviously uh, you know I'm a big big Liverpool supporter myself uh, to be mm-hmm. honest I don't know if it's a professional thing for a broadcaster to say but you know, that's a different, <laughs> a different league. But uh, uh, Liam Miller is somebody that I'm certainly interested in, uh, and hopefully his development turns him into a full a full time first teamer on Liverpool. Would be great to have a Canadian there. And um, what's he what's he like to train against and be around? Yeah, uh, Liam was actually one of the other underage players in my the one U20 cycle for qualifiers. Um, so I met him a few years ago, and he's a good guy, good player. Um, obviously, has experience playing abroad which is something that he could bring in to help the team, but he's a good person, good player. Yeah, I'd say so. He's pretty electric and obviously such a great winger. And then another guy, again, I want to ask you about that you'll know probably better even than Liam Miller, who I think is uh, so underrated and, and maybe underappreciated by those outside. But um, you know, I'm sure John Herdman will keep giving him looks if he looks as good as he has been the last little while, and that's Theo Bear, um, who, you know, you... In this world, and obviously people talk about Canada's depth, uh, you know, at center four, Jonathan David and Lucas Cavallini is another guy I'm sure you're getting to know quite well. Um, you know, Tesho Akindeli, you know, the list kind of goes on, but uh, even Toss, maybe you see him getting a, a call up again for Canada at some point. But, uh, you know, Theo, you know, he looks like he's maturing, growing, uh, continues to get stronger. And boy, is he, he looked like a prospect too, eh? Yeah. Um, I mean, Theo's one of my good friends. We we were roommates together in a one-person apartment for about a year, year and a half, two years. So we know each other quite well. And I'm happy for all the success he's gotten as well. Um, hopefully there's lots more to come um, for him, for both of us, for all the other young guys here, Whitecaps, um, all the other Canadians, everyone really. Yeah, no question. And, you know, already <coughs> two caps and a goal, pardon me, for, for Theo at the national team level. And he's... Uh, only 99, he's 6'3". Another, another Ottawa connection, I too, I guess, with you and him, though I guess you guys were probably both, you, you were pretty young when you were in Ottawa. So, um, But I'm sure, you know, as you said, you've gotten to, gotten to know him um, pretty well. Just uh, just a couple more questions here. Uh, Thomas, again, really appreciate your time. Um, you know, got to gotta shift back to the to the local scene. And, um, you know, you got a chance to play for the Whitecaps uh, 2 or the residency team or whatever you wanted to call it. Uh, uh, when uh, they played the, the Saskatchewan Selects team uh, that's trying to be put together last year, last summer, to, um, to I guess, kickstart uh, interest in joining the Canadian Premier League. And, um, you know, it's really it's really uh, too bad, I guess, that coronavirus did a lot of things. But, um, you know, definitely the, uh, the Sask Selects thing was something I was looking forward to. A lot of people that I know were looking forward to. Um, but, uh, you know, how what, what did you see from, uh, I guess, the opposition that night that you faced the Saskatchewan last year, and um, I guess what what are some of your thoughts and hopes about having a Canadian Premier League team in our beautiful province? Yeah, um, I'm a big supporter of everything that's going on back home. Uh, I want a team there for sure. I think that'd be amazing for my friends first and foremost right now, who are all grinding away trying to do anything they can do to get a pro soccer team. Um, a few guys like Nikki Bikus. Um, definitely put in a lot of work to try and get on something like that but I think it would be even more important for a lot of the younger players growing up when I was back there I didn't really have too much to aspire to in terms of professional soccer besides trying to get out to Vancouver and get into the residency I think with this it would give 
kids not only the opportunity to play for a professional team back home, but I think it would definitely give them motivation and it would give them realistic goals to try and achieve, which is an issue back home, I believe. Um, and just being back and getting to play in the game last year when they wanted me to come back and play in it, it was, it was a really cool event. You could see a lot of people are hungry for a team to be back home. Um, they're excited for it. And I think it'll be a really cool thing when it, once it happens, hopefully, after this whole pandemic kind of blows over. Yeah, really cool uh, to last, you know, to see, uh, I guess, you. And also, also uh, you know, obviously, we're all very proud of uh, Brett Levy and everything he's done, too, to, um, you know, to get some opportunities. And, and hopefully, you know, Nicky Bikus, again, what a, what a tremendous performance he put on for the SAS Selects. I'd love to see him have a way to stay here in, in Saskatchewan and scored an unbelievable free kick uh, goal. I don't know if you saw the highlight against uh, the TFC two or three team or whatever it was that came uh, as well. I don't know if you saw the highlight of that, but uh, posting in and just a beauty from distance and uh, a guy that um, is tearing it up for the University of Saskatchewan, but, uh, you know, again, hopefully it's a pro place to, to, uh, to land. Uh, and then just, again, a last question for you, uh, Thomas, uh, you know, the, the Whitecaps, uh, again, uh, did 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 well. Uh, could have could have upset um, the Sporting Kansas City, which obviously are still going in the MLS back tournament and a tremendous uh, a tremendous tournament, I guess, overall for the Whitecaps in terms of uh, you know getting points, getting getting wins in the standings too, and uh, you know a good start. Uh, what's the mood? What's the feeling like uh, from Mark DeSantos and the and the team right now after what had to be considered a successful MLS back tournament? Um, yeah, I wouldn't call it unsuccessful or successful. I think we wanted to obviously keep going. So we were disappointed to be out, especially in penalties, but it, we gave performances we can be proud of, especially those last two games. Every single player worked there. <laughs> we worked our asses off. Um, the guys in front of me were running everywhere. Um, they wouldn't stop till the whistle blew in the 90 minutes. And unfortunately we lost in penalties, but what you didn't see is a lot of people behind the scenes, the players who didn't play, the staff, everyone helping out. Um, it was a hard trip to be away from family, uh, friends, and now having quarantine, so it's been difficult. But I think everyone's proud of what we've accomplished and what we've done. Um, now more than ever, it's important to keep it going, especially these last two games when we did well. We have to come back, and whenever we're allowed to train, um, whenever that is, we have to continue to grow as a team and individuals. So that when we restart the MLS or whatever happens, whether we're playing the Canadian teams, that we're able to get more points and use this year to build and even compete in a few months in playoffs or whatever happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, I, I liked, uh, I guess, what I was hearing from you right there. And I liked what I was hearing from the um, articles that I was reading about how you guys were not just content with the tournament that, you know, you, you thought you could have kept going. and and that how much it seemed to matter to the group and and everything the turmoil I guess of the Whitecaps as an organization have gone through it was nice to have a nice moment and um, obviously you guys are going to add so many can add so many players uh, to your roster when uh, hopefully when things get back going again uh, with with some health uh, and other things so uh, you know very cool uh, but uh, Thomas again uh, we have so many things we could talk about I hope to have you on the podcast again but uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me and. Uh, and best, all the best uh, going forward from all of us here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for having me.